Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday Word. This is the Desert Spring Church podcast. Uh, We are coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada. And um, this is sort of a deeper dive into Pastor David's sermon. We are on the This Is Us series. This is week two, and Pastor David preached on that. And this is the devotion he's written as a follow-up. And we get to discuss the questions uh, with that. So we have two first-time podcast guests with us today. Uh, We have Bob and Brandy Andrews. So uh, Bob and Brandy, before we get started, if you can just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and your story uh, here at Desert Spring, your involvement here. Well, let's see. We we've been coming here for maybe twenty. How many years? Two years? Twenty two? Twenty six. Oh boy, twenty six. <laughs> yes, twenty six years. Our um, middle child was, um, yeah, just a baby when we first came, and he's twenty six years old now. Um, but we came here because we were actually searching for a church for my mother. And we chose one that was closer to Sun City. And at that time, it was in a Sun City rec center. And we just loved it so much and decided to stay and have followed everywhere, you know, and ended up here. Well, for me, it's been the choral ministry and Mm -hmm. and camping ministry um, principally. Mm -hmm. So... Lots of committees along the way. There's a lot of committees, yeah, but I don't know if that counts as a ministry or not. It sure maybe, does. Maybe it does. So, sure does. Yeah, so those, yeah. those have been fun because there have been great people uh, on each of the committees that I've that I've been blessed to serve on, so nice. that's been wonderful. Yeah. Nice, yeah. And, and Brandy, well, Brandy and I go back, we kind of know each other first from camp, but when I became the youth director here, uh, Brandy was already, she was always the in-between Right, helping yeah. with the youth, and so she, um, we've had been able to work together doing that, and that's been, we've had a chance to work together a lot. So. Mm. That's been my favorite part, or my favorite ministry has been camping and and youth group and teaching Sunday school, mm-hmm. just you know watching so many kids grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched a lot grow. You watched a lot grow up. So we have uh, Chris Devereaux here. Yes, hello. And uh, I'm Julie Hart, Director of Connectional Ministries. So uh, that's who we have here. And without further ado, let's get let's dig on in. Pastor David's devotional starts with 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 7. It says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So Pastor David says, Within the church there are several foundational doctrines. One doctrine is the ministry of all believers. The doctrine is just what it sounds. Every Christian, regardless of age or station in life, is called to serve in the ministry of the gospel. So his question to us is thinking back upon your life is there a favorite ministry you have engaged in? And if so, what is the ministry and why is it a favorite? So you kind of gave us a little teaser already, Brandy. <laughs> Do you want to expand on that? Well, you know, it's through camp that I met many, many friends. And every, you know, you've heard Happy Camper. Every person I've met that has anything to do with camp mm-hmm. are just happy people. They are. 
and and we're able to help each other in in any kind of struggle just to help the children that are participating um and to this day my camp friends are very important to me and it's through my camp friends that introduced me to other ministries it truly is how I probably got more involved in youth group mm-hmm. because I knew I could work with um, youth of well of all ages and um, have fun activities, ways that they can learn more about God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. What about you, Bob? Well, I think I mentioned that uh, music ministry has always been one of my favorites, and that's not because... It's one of my spiritual gifts, by the way. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. not a very good singer. That's not but, true. <laughs> but I have been blessed to sit next to some wonderful singers mm-hmm. who have always hit the right notes so I can follow along uh, behind them. But music ministry, especially when you get around holiday seasons, um, you know, Christmas and, and Easter, and first off, the songs are always incredibly uplifting mm-hmm. by themselves. Um but looking out on the congregation um, from the choir loft and seeing the the rosy faces and um, the love that's in everybody's hearts is just really, really a warming kind of experience. So, um, so that's why I mention it. Not because I'm good at it, but because I mm-hmm. kind of enjoy it. Yeah, and you and you are good at, and you're right. It is a different view from from there, right? Looking out, so yeah, and it's such it's such a gift. And there's so much joy in the choir right now. I just, I just even when you guys are rehearsing or getting ready and warming up, it just seems like there's a lot of joy mm-hmm. in, within that group. It's, so. it's a great group, yeah, mm-hmm. and a great leadership too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Brandy, you stole my answer. <laughs> camp, but, but you know, I, I was thinking about it because I was introduced to camp well by Phyllis Murray, as as many of us were, I don't know, twenty six years ago, I guess. And um, camp has always been a constant in my life. So whether whether I was uh, working at church or even going to church or not, or different seasons of my life, all roads kept leading back to camp, and they still do. So it, um, and you're right, camp people are special special breed of people I feel blessed that my kids grew up well they joke they started going to camp when they were you know when I was pregnant so um and and they did and and so that's the good news and bad news they're you know one got a little he's a camp director everywhere he goes kind of you know has that (laughs) has that spirit but but I do they talk a lot about how that experience growing up as a camper and then as a counselor and all of those things um how that helped them to grow. So you really see a lot of growth. Right now, our assistant director, she's not a child anymore, but she started out as a camper and went through our camp leadership program and became a counselor and, and then a dean. And now she's assistant director. So it's also a great place for, for spiritual growth. I have to give a shameless plug. We have an all-church, we're calling it a camp treat. It's a little bit of camp, it's a little bit of retreat. Um, also coming out next month. So And that's for all ages. A lot of times people think camp is just for kids. But we have a lot of other things. We have retreats and different things that happen up at camp. So, yeah, we served on camp together too, Chris. You were a counselor uh, yeah, when I was a dean back <laughs> in the day. Yep. Got the pictures, photo evidence. But, yeah. So Pastor David uh, goes on to say, when it comes to ministry of all believers, it's important to remember that ministry is not just something that happens at the church. Most ministries happen away from the church, in places of work, 
in neighborhoods, on the golf course, or bowling alley, and among family members, wherever it is that we are spending time with people, because ministry has to do with how we live our lives day in and day out. As you go about this day, think about the opportunities that come your way to do something that is helpful and blesses another person's life. Ministry. C says, sometimes as we go about living our lives, God nudges us to do something very specific. Have you experienced God nudging you to do something or say something? And if so, what was it? And how did acting upon God's nudge impact a person's life? And did it have any impact on your life? Yeah, we're starting with you. Where everyone's pointing to Brandy. I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Well, you know, in the beginning, we talked about, or in First uh, Corinthians, just mentions there are many gifts, and at my place in life, I can look back. I know my gifts. I know, I know what my gifts are, and I, I hope and pray to, to answer uh, yes to when I'm able to use those gifts, and that I'm an encourager. I'm a teacher. Um, I, I'm, I want everybody to be happy. So hospitality mm-hmm. and probably justice. So I can look back and see where God has nudged me. And I'm at the point now when, and I'll talk this over with Bob and say, wow, you know, I think I've been asked to do something and I think I'm going to, because I truly believe that God is nudging me because I think there needs to be peace made here. Mm-hmm. So being the peacemaker, I take that with me wherever I go. Being the encourager, I take that with me wherever I go. And I try to see everything I do now as a ministry. Um, I, I truly believe that if I'm praying to walk with God, that I have to trust him. And so right now, I'm a school teacher at a high school, the Las Vegas Academy of Arts, and I teach very, very creative and and um, anxious and happy and boisterous and mm-hmm. full of life students, and mm-hmm. and they share everything we all have. You know, there's anxiety, there's mm-hmm. um, there's pressure, there's you know, and just to try to build them up, make them feel special. Um, even if I'm tired, um, they will see a happy face from me because I want them to feel good wherever they are. And so I know that I'm there as a ministry for God. I didn't apply. I was asked to if I would teach there. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was my that was my nudge, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, I took it as that. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't the easy button. It no. wasn't the easy button at all. It was scary. It was yeah. truly scary because, you know, I love teaching. I know it's a gift. Um, it took me a while to get those kinds of credentials so that I could be allowed in. But I, it was, it was fearful. Mm-hmm. Um, but truly along the path I meet just like camp you meet people that are also encouragers mm-hmm. or who welcome you as an encourager mm-hmm. so together um, it's just been I call it my dream job mm-hmm. yeah it's so and they those those students are so they're so blessed to have you and they know that and the, you know so I think that's you're, you're teaching more Thank than you. the the art that you're teaching to them 
you're teaching life. So thank you. Yeah. What about you, Bob? <laughs> well, I was hoping to get on to page two, but oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's we can do that. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm I'm going through a little bit of transition. You know, from being a full time leader, planner, organizer, manager mm-hmm. to not being mm-hmm. those things, at least from a work, mm-hmm. you know, perspective. Um, so finding that next um, uh, purpose, mm-hmm. that next mission um, is is kind of my mission right now. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a, of a transition. I'm slowly, you know, weaning off of the work environment to mm-hmm. a non-work environment. So. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big transition. So we'll get to page two. But I, I will <laughs> say this. I will say this. When Pastor David talked to me about coming here to be youth director, and I was like, absolutely not. No, not going to do that. And um, I did say I'd come and help while they found someone. But Brandy was, uh, Pastor David had asked Brandy to, again, fill in and um, help with the youth. And I, I remember we were at a camp dinner, and I said, what What do you think about this? Pastor David, and he, and you, know, you know what you said? When the pastor asks you to do something, you do it. And like, oh man, I was like, oh, I am, I'm not worthy. <laughs> that kind of hit me. I was like, oh, because I told him no, but um, obviously, I eventually did say yes. But I think the nudging for me, it comes to like if I try to be better about if someone pops into my head to like just shooting them a text, and it has been kind of surprising how many times you send a text and. David kind of referred to this and, and it was just the right time where someone was in a place and you could, you know, so it doesn't have to be a grand, a grand gesture either, but all right, we're going to get to the end of page one so we can get to page two, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor David goes on to say, I remember years ago when I was a new pastor, an opportunity arose for me to become involved in youth ministry. I had served as a youth director at several churches prior to becoming a pastor. So I had been there and done that, but the church I served in was a time of transition between youth leaders and a need arose, as did a nudge from God. At first, I was able to ignore the nudge. After all, I was already busy and I did not need more to do. But for the next couple of weeks, the nudge kept coming to the point it seemed like it was everywhere I went. It was a reminder. You need to do this. So making a long story short, I gave in and took over leading the youth. The youth program grew as I did, and I was greatly blessed by the experience of being with the kids. My involvement only lasted a year before God's nudge led me to do something else. But that year was a great blessing, and I loved every minute of it. Of course, nudges from God don't happen every day. As a result, sometimes it can be difficult to know God's calling and how to best serve God. In my sermon on last Sunday, I suggested four questions that can be helpful in discerning one's calling and opportunities to make a difference in the world. And the first question is, what are your spiritual gifts? By spiritual gifts, I mean talents and abilities that can be used for the common good from 1 Corinthians 12, 7. We all have gifts and recognize our gifts can help point a direction for ways we can serve. So he asks, um, what are our gifts? All right, we're on page two, Bob. <laughs> I was thinking further down on page oh, two, but anyway. <laughs> so one of my, one that I mentioned earlier is not a gift is singing. You know, I enjoy the choir, but I'm not mm-hmm. uh, singing is not my gift. But 
I do have some gifts of, of planning and organization, and mm-hmm. I like numbers, and mm, and God. I like the environment, and and I like um, I guess those I think those are gifts. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking because I was, I try to predict people's. I was thinking <laughs> that administration and discernment must be solid gifts for you because I I you know I think you do a good job. Yeah, planning and stuff like that. Yeah, and and also looking at a situation and being in prayer and discernment about the right thing because you know. Anyway, those are the things I've I've kind of seen. But what about you, Brandy? I just, you know, I always tell my kids to know thyself, you know, because we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And I try not to say yes to my weaknesses, which are Bob's strengths, which is really nice. But mm-hmm. um, I'd mentioned that my spiritual gifts are uh, peacemaker and... Um, and hospitality, and and sometimes it can be a little frustrating because if I'm in a room, I want everybody to know each other. So I tend to go around and maybe hopefully introduce everybody, and I, I come across as a little busybody, but it's important to me, that hospitality, that make you feel welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other one would, would be teaching and um, encourager. Mm-hmm. So I do find pretty much everything I'm involved in, if it has anything to do with those, that's who I am. And I, and I can say yes to those. Mm-hmm. Um, those are your best yeses. Those are my best yeses. Right. And Brandy and I got to serve together on the Walk to Emmaus this past weekend. And I watched all of those. You know, we were at different tables, but I, but, but really watching that, just being in the same for four days, <laughs> for 72 <laughs> hours in the same space. It, it really was, it just so apparent, like all, all of that encouragement and the hospitality. I think you have great faith and, and all of that really, really did shine. So. Oh, thank you. You too, Julie. It was always fun to see what was going to come up from your table because we have to do so many representations of, of the message that we just learned and, and it got very creative. It, it did. It, it helps to be a youth leader and a <laughs> camp director. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We had so we we had some fun, and and I think we go back a lot of times. And I say this a lot too. You know, find something that where you're a joyful servant. A lot of times people do that, and we talked about this this weekend. This you know, sure I'll do that, or I should do that, and um. And I like that you say you try to answer yes to the things that really are are your gifts because that's where you can be a joyful servant. And sometimes out of duty, we say yes to things that aren't our gifts and we're not joyful. And probably the people around us aren't as joyful <laughs> because <laughs> it's like we're miserable doing it. But, but yeah, I, I think that's really great. And I love it when... I was very excited when I first learned about spiritual gifts. And this was with, with uh, David when I, we were at University Church years ago. And it sort of kind of helps me to figure out mine. My gifts are, um, we have some similar ones, uh, faith and hospitality and prayer, evangelism, which confused me when I first learned that, but then I understand that a little bit better, and um, mercy. So I think we have some overlapping uh, gifts there. So um, And faith is important, and that kind of... Uh, during COVID when things were all upside down and crazy and nobody knew what was going to happen. I, I think 
the people that had faith, uh, helped us, you know, even just as we gathered as staff and everything, um, to know that somehow it's going to be okay. We did not know what that would look like, but yeah. Um, all right. So he said, the second question has to do with God given passion. He says, what are things you love to do? And, um, he asks us all to make a list of them. So if you're listening from wherever, think about it and just make a list of, um, those things, the, the passions that you have. He says, in my sermon, I mentioned loving to travel with Jerry, spend time at our Zion property, running my chainsaw and preaching and teaching. So he asks us what's on our lists. So my, when Dave gave this, it really touched me because um, the first few are ones that I can relate to. You know, I love mm-hmm. being outdoors. I love traveling with Brandy and the kids, you know, to different places and, and seeing the world with them. Um, love being in, in Vermont, um, similar to his Zion thing. I don't run a chainsaw, but, uh, <laughs> but I love cleaning out the, the weeds and the, uh, the brush and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you, you get to the, the second part of that question, and I love the outdoors, you know, just being outdoors, going on walks and things like that. Um, the, the second part of that question was, was, was um, okay, and what does that do for others? Yeah. That, was, that, you know, hit me like a ton of bricks because, you know, the things that I love doing, um, you know, might affect Brandy, it might affect the kids, it might affect other, you know, family members that, I'm, that I happen to be with, um, but I'm not really affecting others that much well, um, you know, in doing I'm, that. I'm sorry, Bob, I'm going to interrupt real quick <laughs> because he, Bob is the first person to say, do you want to sit outside and watch the sunrise? Do you want to sit outside and watch the sunset? So, you know, you do encourage others to get outside. And and we all need to remember to go outside, you know, <laughs> run barefoot. And uh, you don't really run barefoot, but we do. I was trying to picture that. <laughs> I was like, that does not fit in my brain. Okay. But, and, and you know, the great book that Phyllis Murray read, the, the Kid Who Changed the World, you know, you showing that and, and put, instilling that appreciation and love of all of that passes on to Brandy, to your kids, that then passes on to other people. So I wouldn't discount, I wouldn't discount that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but when he, when he asked the bigger question, what is your purpose? You know, when he read our mission statement and the word purpose, the purpose of the church is for you to help you find your purpose, um, for us to find our purpose, if you will, that mm-hmm. really hit me. It's like, wow. Especially when you're going through a transition, you know, as you're starting to retire and, and move away from the work purpose, you know, yeah. of, of your life into other purposes, um, it really makes you, you stop and think. So, um, you know, I've been Googling all kinds of stuff of what do you do when you retire and all that, you know, all the stuff yeah. that everybody, I'm sure, Googles. Um, and always in those things, the third or fourth thing down is, um, well, find something that helps others because you'll find more mm-hmm. meaning um, exactly with your life if you're helping others in, in their lives. So, so finding that, those things going forward is is certainly on my um checklist of of things to do yeah it's and we've watched a lot of people go when you reach this phase especially you've been a very busy work's been a huge part of Mm -hmm. part of your life so finding this is something i've I've heard a lot of people say like okay now what what's right exactly and now my job Mm -hmm. what's my job 
but you walk everywhere you go. So part of your job yeah. is just to take care of yourself, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. that is part of your job now. But that's is, just helping me, right? So. Well, no, not, because if, you know, not really, because taking care of yourself is helping everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought about that way. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you, yeah, you're, you're being a little hard on yourself, <laughs> I think. Well, and, and so I want you to ask that question, Brandy, but Bob did delve into the second part of the question, um, which is why do you love it and what is the impact on others when you are doing it. So he talks about this intersection between the things you love to do, the gifts you have to offer and the need of others is a great place to look at opportunities to make a difference in the world. It may not only be a place to serve, but a good place one where each one of us can make a difference for the common good. So you can answer both parts of that question as you mm. think about, as you think mm-hmm. about the things that you love to do, what's on your list and how that, how you think that intersects in the world. Well, well, I do love to be with family, and um, because Bob's a great planner, we're able to make things, you know, work where we can all get together somehow, some way, and experience a lot of fun and laughter and tears together. Um, I also love helping people and finding ways to do that. I know I do that when I'm teaching the students. I'm helping them in not just how to do a theater tech task, but also to, if you hear a student say something that might, that you might be able to encourage, I love to take time to show them a light that they might not see. Um... And I think also what Bob was saying, when you take time to help others, you're not doing it for yourself, but you do leave thinking, wow, that felt really good Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you never know what the responses are going to be. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. Even people that you know have made it very clear that they don't pray and that they don't believe in prayer if you say to anybody, hey, I'm going to pray for you, they never argue back. They smile, right? <laughs> so That's true. Yeah, I love those opportunities that um, allow you to um, show a little joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you receive a lot of joy back most yeah. of the time. You do. Yeah. And you work with young people. So, you know, it's not always, um, you don't always get that feedback in the, in the way of gratitude or anything because that's not... But the but you do get that instant instant feeling for yourself, right? That that feels good to know that you know even if they don't recognize it then or they'll come back later. Oh, that thing you did, that you know thing you said, the difference it made. But and and you know it's not every day. My my class starts at seven in the morning, and so it's not every day when I feel all that great and capable to do what God needs me to do. And that's probably when I pray the hardest also, mm-hmm. because I want him to use me where I am and how I am. And um, if I keep focusing on that, it helps me honestly get through a day that that might be a little bit of a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. And you pray as you walk into your classroom. I know you I do. that. I pray. Like, you'll, you'll always see my lips moving. So. <laughs> and what's your prayer as you're walking in the door of your classroom? Oh, um, Lord, please be with me today. May every child see 
you in me and may I always see you in them. Mm-hmm. I love that because it's, it's, it's an obvious like, oh, let me be your light. But I never thought, because you shared that the other day about, well, let me see the light in others. Like that was, I don't know why that never never thought of it that way before you know it's in the I think that's a beautiful prayer yeah and I know that you do um you know we you and I have a lot of the same loves I love to spend time with people that's when I look at my time and the time I have I just kind of want to spend it with people and I'm also well if you're into the Enneagram I'm a two which means I want to help people um and so any chance those any opportunity for those to come together I really love that. I love spending time together and feeling like, you know, I can, I can be helping someone. And the cool thing is at this place in, in my life is most of the people that I get to spend time with are pretty awesome. I mean, of course, my, my kids uh, have moved away. They're off doing their thing. So every chance I get to be with them is a true delight. And I never know when that will ever happen again. And I can be sad that they, you know, are gone, um, except I can't because I have so many other great opportunities of people. And um, having moved from youth ministries for so many years to now doing connectional ministries, which is all ages, it's kind of opened up a whole new, you know, group of people that... You know, again, I wasn't sure I was going to like grownups, to be honest. <laughs> I really wasn't. I was a little, I was worried. I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, but I just find that I just get so much more back. So it's part of it is just to be, just to be thinking about it. And that's, I think what, that's what Pastor David always does, right? He leaves us with something to think about. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that um, in, in this case, he, he really has given us a lot to think about and a lot to share. And what I think about is, Every chance I get, I want to help people kind of discover their spiritual gifts. Because when you say that, people don't always know what you're talking about. And obviously, Brandy, you're like an extremely talented person. You can dance and do art and, you know, all of those things. Um, And he talks about the difference between gifts and talents. But somehow you merge those all together. You you know, you did sewing camp. Like, that... (laughs) There was a perfect example. You had like seven-year-olds sewing and they were excited about it. So, you know, you've done, you've gone to camp and done dance and Mm -hmm. taught them that. And, Mm -hmm. and every Easter is our Easter miracle when, (laughs) when you put together a liturgical dance. I don't know how you do it. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to see. It's it, again, you enter into it thinking, okay, God, what can I do here? You know, why am I doing this? Okay, I, I can do this. And then that's when you reach out to others that might be able to do it with you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where your encouragement comes in because you mm-hmm. encourage people to do mm-hmm. things that they can't do. And, and, and I just have to say, Brandy, the huge encourager that you've been in my life, um, you know, coming along, uh, when I got back into youth ministry, I was like, I'm too old for this. I don't know what I'm, you know, and, and there were many times when you stopped me along the road and you, you gave me the encouragement I need to be like, okay, keep, keep going. I can do this. So oh. Thank you. For that, I feel truly, truly blessed. Well, we're all thanking God for that one, too. Thank you. (laughs) Well, um, Pastor David uh, has given us a lot to think about here. And um, again, he ends with, it's a good place. Um, I'm going to read this part again. The intersection between the things you love to do, the gifts you have to offer, and the needs of others is a great place to look for opportunities to make a difference in this world. He said it may not 
be the only place to serve, but it's a good place when we're each one of us can make a difference in the lives of others for the common good. Um, that this weekend we were reminded of a Frederick Buechner uh, quote. Uh, it had something to do with not being judged by the things we did, but we'll be being judged by the things we did not do. And right. so mm-hmm. I was like, um, and yeah. I think if we've been given gifts, uh, not using them is is probably something we'll have to answer for mm-hmm. right. <laughs> at, at some point. But Well, we thank you for listening. Um, again, this is a part of the This Is Us sermon series. We have a community group that's going along with this. L- lots of groups are meeting and and continuing to talk about these questions and, and listening to these podcasts. We would love to have you uh, part of the podcast. First time, what do you think, guys? It's easy, right? Wow. Yeah, great. You guys are wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you make it so fun Thanks. also and easy yeah. in that way. Yeah, It's a great way to get to know uh, the stories and the, the awesome people in our church. Um, so Pastor David says, God bless you, and I hope to see you soon. Uh, And if it's okay with y'all, I'm going to close us out in prayer. Gracious, loving God, we we just give you thanks for the gifts that you've given each one of us. Um, And we thank you for the opportunities that we have to use them. And and we ask for uh, nudges to know when there are places and people that, that need the gifts that you've given us. We thank you for the blessing to be a part of the body of Christ and recognizing that we don't have all of those gifts, and that's okay. Um, the gifts that you've given us are, are the gifts uh, for the work that, that you have set before us and that you will. So we thank you for that, and we just uh, pray, Lord, that as we go about not just our time here at church, but just in our lives, that we will be seeing opportunities uh, for to be able to use our gifts and that your light might shine through us and also um, that we can see your light in others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.